In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Leiter. It's always game day in Cleveland, brought to you locally by Smiley One, heating, cooling, and plumbing. Bryant and Smiley One, the right choice for your comfort. He's Daryl, I'm Andy. All right, let's talk about the Browns and Bengals. They'll go toe-to-toe at 1 o'clock on Sunday in Cincinnati. Daryl, the Browns have had great success against against the Cincinnati team and Joe Burrow. They've won eight of the last nine against Cincinnati. And after watching them against Kansas City last week, it's like Kansas City has Cincinnati's number, but the Browns definitely have the Bengals' number. What do you think the key to success is against the Bengals? I have no idea. <laughs> it's It's funny. You know, I go back to the the 90s when the then Indians dominated the AL Central, but the one team they could never beat was the horrifically awful Kansas City Royals. Like, every every time they played the Royals, the, the Royals would beat them. It, it, sports is bizarre. You see that kind of stuff all the time, and it just feels like that the Bengals are the one team the Browns are capable of beating uh, with regularity, and frankly, they have. It, it was kind of funny, though. So Joe Burrow is 0-4 against the Browns, right, Andy? And But his numbers aren't terrible, number one. And number two, nobody in Berea wants to say that they're in Joe Burrow's head or that they have the Bengals' number, even though the results tell a completely different story. It's just it, it's funny watching guys squirm, trying not to provide any type of bulletin board material whatsoever uh, when they're, you know, at – asked uh, you know certain questions about having success against burrow and the bengals but yeah i mean sports is a weird thing you you know really good teams can struggle against the worst of the worst and beat everybody else and the worst of the worst can beat the best and every once in a while and not be able to beat anyone else so just uh, for whatever reason the browns seem to be burrow and the bengals kryptonite i don't understand it either it's just so it's weird, but I also think Browns fans uh, will find themselves in a bizarre dynamic on Sunday because if Deshaun Watson looks like he looked last week against Houston, you know Browns fans in the back of their mind are going to go, man, Jacoby Brissett played great against Cincinnati. Do we want to win this game or what? You know, or or what? And is it worth it just to kind of say, you know what, let's put Deshaun aside for a week and let him get his reps, and if it didn't work out, are we going to do a little bit of a hole? Can we go to the bullpen? Can we do that? Can we go to Jacoby because we know he's had success? I think that, and I think normally, and I said this on our show, that I, I think it's weird that quarterback is the one position that we won't walk away from if they're having failure. Like, wide receiver's not playing well. Ah, next man up, next man up. DB struggling. You know they're having a bad game. You'll put another DB. But at quarterback, we never do that. Now, I, I got 230 million reasons why the Browns won't switch out and go to another quarterback named Jacoby Brissett on Sunday. But I do think at some point during the game, Browns fans are going to ask themselves if Deshaun is struggling. And again, I say, and you've said, it's to be expected. I mean, we're talking about a second game in two years that you're going to say to yourself, why don't they just put Jacoby Brissett in, man? He looks so good against these guys. And I think that sometimes logic and rationale um, won't prevail in this scenario. I mean, do you do you see that at all, Daryl, or am I just out of absolutely out of my mind? I'm with you, but Kevin Stefanski's made it clear Deshaun's their quarterback. They are not going to make a move. 
He was asked that very question specifically. If Deshaun is struggling Sunday, will you go to the bench uh, to try and win the game? And Stefanski flat out said no. Deshaun is the quarterback. And this, it's not, I kind of feel like we're in 2016-17 mode right now with this team. Yes, they're, in air quotes, trying to win the game. But at the same time, they're also looking to get Deshaun Watson his reps and get him back to being the player that he that they gave $230 million uh, to and gave up six draft picks, including three first-rounders, to acquire from Houston. So I, I'm with you uh, because if they win Sunday, I'm going to do this. If they win Sunday, oh my God! Hang on a second. Hang on, hang on. I just want to. I want to relax. I need to <laughs> let me get. Let me get some my inner peace. Mm, he's gonna say it. I can't believe he's not gonna do. He's gonna do this. He's gonna, mm. I'm gonna do this without using the p word. So. Oh, oh, oh go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I ain't going that far. If they win Sunday, they get to six and seven, and it sets up a showdown with the Ravens the following Saturday. Um. And then the conversation can get real. If they lose, season's over. But we can say that about each of the final five games. And to, like they have one more loss. That's it. They if they lose one more game, they're done. And it's got to be against one of the NFC teams. They can't lose to the AFC North. They have to. Their only AFC opponents remaining are against the AFC North, and they have to sweep. Right now, they are three and six against the conference. If they sweep out within the division, they'll finish six and six. And guess what? That's still not going to be good enough to guarantee them a playoff spot only if they're tied with a divisional foe because head-to-head is the first tiebreaker. Well, the Browns have lost a lot of head-to-head matchups. And again, a 500 conference record is not going to be good enough to win them tiebreakers to get uh, a, a wild card spot. So I don't know this off the top of my head, Daryl. Is it against the AFC North first, or is it against the AFC? Well, it, it well if the first tiebreakers head to head, then it's conference. Okay, so, conference. But you gotcha. look at you look at who the Browns have. They've lost to the Bills. They've lost to the Ravens. They've lost uh, to the Dolphins. They've lost to the Jets. Those four teams that I mentioned. All if the playoffs began today are in. They also lost to the Patriots. They also lost to the Chargers. Both of those teams currently sit in front of the Browns on the bubble as far as contention goes. So that's why I'm not going to use the P word until they get back to 500 because the, the there are just way too many roadblocks that they created for themselves. But again, it... it a win in Cincinnati Sunday is somewhat a, of a game changer because that'd be three wins in a row, right? Um, they'd three be three and one against the AFC North head to head. Yep, three and one against the the North, and then also now a game below five hundred, and you creep up into a, let's let's see. Uh, I don't. Uh, I think the Raiders the Raiders are playing the Rams this week. So uh, Thursday night. And by the way, I oh, will bring this up later. I guess you could be playing. I know that's a coin flip there. The chargers have the dolphins this week. The Patriots have the Cardinals. So depending on outcomes of some games by the end of the weekend, the Browns could be in the eighth position. If the, 
Well, no, they won't be because they don't have the tiebreaker uh, to the Patriots. So the highest the Browns will be is in the actually, actually be the 10th spot. They can only go at one spot because they lost to the Chargers. They lost to the Patriots. So if those teams both lose and go to six and seven and the Browns win to get to six and seven, the only team they potentially could leapfrog would be uh, would be the Raiders. So again, that just hopefully people kind of understand. It's it's so, not. Let's talk about the. I'm going to jump to it right now because think about the irony in that game that if Baker Mayfield or they're staying, they might even rush him out on the field for the Rams for this week. Could you imagine if Baker beats the Raiders and oh. then that game becomes a game that gets the Browns into the playoffs? I know you <laughs> won't say that word. I mean that that would be. Uh, that's the yin and yang opposite of uh, the loss to the Jets that is completely haunting them all the way and, through this and, thing. And the, the Baker bros will rejoice like you can't believe if that were to happen. Well, the Could fact you imagine that? that? Man, that would be bizarre. What if Baker finds a home in L.A.? Like, I feel like L.A. fits his personality. It does. So, but like, I mean... What if like Sean McVay just finds a way to like make 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 something a Baker down the stretch here? How wild would that be, Daryl? I've got a ton of Baker thoughts on this thing too, and I, I keep going back to last year. That where would we be right now if the if if the if everyone didn't have to be the smartest person in the room? If Baker didn't have to be the smartest person in the room, if the Browns didn't, I don't know who did it or the dot or whatever, and Baker would have just gone straight to the shelf and had surgery after he ripped his shoulder apart. Probably. Where would we be? Probably still be here, maybe. Hang on. Hold that thought. Let's talk about that when we come back. Hang on. Because this Baker Mayfield uh, story, I think, is super interesting. And, you know, you brought up the break, the Baker bros. But I think this is his last shot. We'll talk about that coming up. It's always game day in Cleveland. Back after this. 